Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante. Young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Here are the special guests. We got Falling Brook in the building. Yes, sir. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, bro? Good. How are you? Good, <laughs> man. Me. Oh, my pleasure, bro. Yeah. Um, we met a couple months ago, talked about maybe doing an interview, and we set it up. Yeah, no, I've kind of seen your stuff, and I think it's like the cool thing about what you do is that like you have a platform that the community has decided that you know, you're you're the you're the person like you know what I mean like appreciate that bro yeah no I, I think it's I think so far at least right like I don't know any like a lot of people have co- podcasts but I think you have the consi- consistent um, people that show up that are from the same community you know what I mean yeah as opposed to like just random people from damn you know what I mean exactly I appreciate that bro so I'm glad that you understand that because that's kind of what I want it to be as no, well I, so I, I, I appreciate that I a think lot. I think it's always important to stick with one community at first before you go into you know trust me bro i heard this term recently um like you want to be eventually like when you if you keep doing what you're doing you want to be known globally but respected locally and i really feel that because the people that you're actually around see you you know they're the ones that know you as a person you know what i mean it's i think an important thing it's like gossip right like if I tell you, oh, I have some juicy shit about this person, like like a stranger, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, you won't care probably, but it won't, or you, let's say like you'd be more interested if it was a girl that you knew, yeah, and that everybody knew from the community and that exactly, access, right? Like, or I won't say just a girl, but just anybody, right? Like um, a water cooler like politics, something, yeah, but because you know, like it's relevant within the community, yes, you know, I think even just with any form of branding, like because branding's reputation, yeah, right, so. Very well said, bro. Hey, you're welcome anytime. Compliment me. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm happy about that. It is. It, like, like, so, you know, like your reputation only matters if majority of the people know it in that community. If it's like yeah. one person from this community and three people from that and it's all scattered, it's like, well, you know, you just, it's like, well, what's the point? Really? It's super true, bro. Yeah. I completely agree. I think actually Lil Yachty said that in an interview once. Like, get pop. He's from Atlanta, I think. And he's like, I wanted to get popping in Atlanta That's before I could pop anywhere else and i think that's the only way i agree you don't start like a convenience store right and start marketing to the people in fucking saskatchewan exactly. and then after that you go to the thing and it's like no you've picked the people in your neighborhood and you make sure you have a neighborhood you dominate that and then after that you kind of go on to the next you know um facts yeah very well said bro i completely agree that's business isn't it that's business man so yo for people kind of new to following bro talk a little bit about first you as a person like where'd you grow up how'd you kind of come up and get involved in the stuff you're dealing with i like music like i, I like that's like all i would do like just growing up listening playing music yeah just, just music it just listening to it like i just tune the world out kind of like with it in a way. okay and there's just like cool thing about music as an art form is that you don't really have to use your brain that much like i don't listen to lyrics th- most of the time but there's no i don't think there's that many art forms where like are that like less cognitive right right art you kind of actually have to look at it and kind of dissect what is it right? visual for it to actually have a huge effect you know but with music it's just vibes right you can kind of just tune out especially when you want to relax and kind of just meditate or anything like that so and then i just got really obsessed with like sounds and anyways and but I, you know i kind of had like a traditional background um where i was like i was supposed to go to law school and i did go to law school okay and i was there quite good at it too in toronto 
No, in the UK. I went when I was 18. In the UK, okay. Yeah, because I didn't want to get undergrad, right? So it's like right. in every country in the world goes straight to you know law school without, except Canada. So I just thought I'd just do it in the UK. Um, got there. I was, I was there. And then I had a couple roommates that were in music. And then I hung out with them, and it was just really fun. And I just felt really, and the conversations were really, it was easy. Right. Yeah, and, and then I was just like, this is, and I remember meeting people who I, th- I thought, like, you know, like, and they got pretty far in it. I was like, ah, like, I'm smart. I, I, I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, and I just thought, like, what well, if I was smart enough to get into law school? I was like, well, what would I do here? And then, and I realized too that like most people who were who took like a, a right, br- like you know, like not a creative endeavor or something like that, right? Right. They were all like, way too scared to enter the industry. So I'm like, all right, cool. So most people are way too like this, like, like the, like the like the right brain thinkers, right? We're way too scared to enter this. I then I just might be a minority here, and I might be able, right. you know, there has to be a way in that sense. So. So, I, uh, sorry to interrupt you, bro, but, like, when you're in law school, did you always have it in the back of your head, like, I want to be involved in music? No. I was way too scared. Okay. I've always wanted, like, it was something I've, I always thought was, like, the, like, it was a fantasy. When somebody ever asked me, what's your dream? It was always music, but then, like, I never thought, like, I'd ever do it, so it's, just, you know what I mean? Right. It just didn't seem realistic. And then, uh, yeah, and then I also... I met people, it was just a matter of meeting people who were actually doing exactly what I wanted to be doing, and it just seemed real. And then on top of that, seeing their flaws, seeing they weren't even as smart as I thought they'd be. And, and then I was like, I, I, I think I might be smarter than you in that, you know? And, and, then I just, and then I realized it doesn't take this ultimate capabilities to kind of just make it, right? Like you can, you know, because you, you, you think that in order to make it, you have to be this elite, you know, like, like you know? And it's like, no, you, there's a middle ground where it's like, you know, like a... I don't think most of us are going to be superstars. That's because amazing wouldn't it be amazing if it was that easy. Facts. So that's I think that's that thing that deters people is that it's like oh like where's the where's the average you know musician right. and what if what does that look like how how stable is that right and I kind of realized all right well it's not you know I mean you can make I've seen stable musicians right and they don't look that glamorous but they're not that poor either and it's like, okay I could I want that. So then, yeah, I, I wanted to aim for that. So I just, I finished law school because I was like, fuck it, I'm already here. Last year I finished it. And then I started, um, and then I realized all my peers were starting to like kind of doubt me or not doubt me. But yeah, I mean, like, because at first you start pretty bad, right? Like, like you know, you're, you're, and I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was going to be a producer. I thought I was going to be a whatever. Um, and uh, you know the begin your beginnings are not the best of everything. Absolutely. And I guess people just thought I lost my mind, right? And I just didn't like people. I don't like being around people that thought, you know, I because I, 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 I pretty had a lot of doubt going in. I was terrified, right? Right. But I was like, and the thing is too is like like I had a good career right in front of me, and I was just, I had to like, and it was gonna make me a lot of money, and I was like, so I didn't want to have any of the so literally anybody that. And had like a little bit of like a sarcastic, sarcastic tone. Cut them out. You know what I mean? I like that, bro. Because yeah. they—it's not a joke. You know, they're kind of like no, they mean fucking it. with you. Fuck exactly. with me in that sense, and they don't mean it. Like, they, 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 and I wanted people that did believe in me. So I, I cut every, and, and cutting everybody off, and ended up having started from ground zero. Like, and I was like, nah, I need friends that are gonna push me to the towards this direction. And it was hard because it was a lot of grieving. These are people yeah. I knew my entire life. 
like the first year was like grief yeah loneliness doubt like am i really doing the right thing it was grief yeah that was a lot of you felt like a funeral like over and over and over again like you just lost everybody even my family too it's like because they started kind of just like fighting you know with it it's like because imagine right like i was on my way to like to quite literally almost a quarter million a year at some point right like that's you know i had friends from dubai right that you know they I could have had connections there too right and they, everybody just saw me walk away from that i was like this guy lost his mind <laughs> like, right and then you know um i thought i lost my mind but i said fuck it there's this one jay-z bar he said uh he said um uh, we know what we are right now, but we don't know what we think we might be. So, uh, so maybe I'm the one, or maybe I'm crazy, something like that, right? So I, I just kept bringing my. So maybe I am the one, or maybe I'm fucking nuts, right? I just. You gotta see. I just want to see find it. Out I need to find yourself. out. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. I, I love that you said that because I've had similar thoughts about what I do as well, and I completely agree with you. Where it's like I need to, I need to kind of satisfy this itch. Like, how else are we gonna know? Because I figured I'd, like another big question or thing statement that I would just tell myself is that if I was like broke in both aspects, would I rather be broke as? Would I be broke as a musician and I'd rather be a broke lawyer, right? Because it doesn't just because I'm a lawyer. Just okay, let's just say if I was, I made it out and blah blah. I mean, there's not a guarantee it was going to be successful, right? Right. I mean, like I can hop out and struggle to find a job. Would I be happy as a broke lawyer though? That would suck. But but you know, right now I'm a broke fucking uh, musician at the moment and then i'm enjoying it. I, I was probably the happiest i've ever been because i'm real. just literally just making i'm just having a lot of, like the friends are cool you know and, and you know people used to tell me like you know like to say good job when i did something as a like in law school that meant fuck all to me when i get a good job in me i feel fucking phenomenal and you know because i feel like that's what i want to be good at you know and yep. yeah it's like that's an excellent that's an excellent story bro that's very very relatable for me because you're putting your ass on the line put my entire life on this like if i'm yeah. wrong i'm wrong there's no other <laughs> you know what i mean that's real and you know what's cool about that though is like just like when you were in law school you were learning shit you were figuring things out now you're doing that too but you're having more fun with it way you're more fun I'm also, I'm also fucking successful at this because we did this whole i so i, I started working with this guy named Vile merck people should know that because yeah, i've definitely heard the name around Bomber? the city yes i've that's, never met but that's wild right yeah. because we came from like literally 300 followers nobody fuck, no one knew us in that sense and in one year right like i mean like his first show um he didn't want to we could have we could have sold tickets but like i guess because like i don't know he just he didn't want to risk it uh, for some reason i don't know um but uh, so he wanted he wanted just because he put four years to this album, and it meant a lot. So he's just like, I want everybody to hear it. So he made it for free, and there was a hundred signups, right? Like and he got fifty off the first week in that sense, and that's I mean most people don't get that for you know like their first event. You didn't have to share the stage with anybody, come from nothing, like. And the way we did that was by like strategic marketing. Like I didn't go in, I didn't market the songs, I marketed the show. So we did this whole bedroom documentary and okay. because we, we said that the show was gonna, the album release party is gonna be like a recreation of his bedroom. You know, we created hype for the show as opposed to the album because that's the show was the thing that makes the money, not the music. The music doesn't make money. Right. Right. 
The music is to get the people to the music the show. is the advertisement. Music yeah. has always been the advertisement. That's that's why I always get upset when artists like aim for streams. I think it's silly because it's like well, like A, like it takes way too long. It takes a million streams to make um a thousand uh, I think what was the number? It was like it's, a, it's a, a pretty million, big. Yeah, it was like a million or something like that for a thousand, right? Dollars, but take sixty tickets to make a thousand bucks. Yeah, and most people don't listen twice to a song. So that's almost, that's a lot of people you have to convince. And let's just say you hop on the playlist, you have to pay for that playlist. Yeah. How long? How much is that? Pay, uh, you're paying for that. You're paying like, like what, a couple of bills. So. I don't even know. And for the chance to get, let's just say, a million streams. Which is a thousand. So you make your overhead. You know what I mean. You're not yeah. gonna make your money back. Plus, you have to do that multiple multiple times. times. And most people, when they listen to a song, they're not just listening to a song. They're not following the brand. Has no tie to the brand. Most people don't even know who I'm listening to. Most of you know, like if you're on the playlist, as opposed to a show, which well, you only need sixty people to convince to fuck with you. You just have to make an impact on sixty people. Yes, and now those sixty people have a memory. They have a memory that they they're all gonna tell so their friends. Yeah, and that's and guess what? You know Val Merck. That's we. I never. I, that's funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, bro, it's a small world, man. It is well, small maybe, community uh, because I just focus on the one community, right? And I made sure that you know, like everybody that we marketed to knew each other, so that the message would, would get passed on, right? And we're not marketing to strangers; we're marketing to you know, so that there was a reputation, and you know. We put guess how much all the whole thing costed? Cost like what two grand for the whole year? That's pennies, bro. Yeah. People spend six thousand, like like not six thousand. Could go like, like that. Hundreds on their music video that gives them nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like all we did, we got me. We made several pieces of content with two thousand dollars. That included like a show. And sorry, you said the name already. What was it called? Bio Merc. The the piece of content though. What the doc? We did a the documentary. Doc, yeah, the documentary on the bedroom. You know, I knew people that had like really really elaborate music videos that nobody gave a fuck about because it was nobody watches music 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 videos right right and then everybody talked about the documentary because nobody came out with the documentary as content like right you know what i mean and after we started doing it then we saw other people kind of like you know do um you know like other forms of content that wasn't just like you know like well to be fair i haven't seen it that's uh <laughs> i've seen i've seen nah i think i think i don't think i have that's a lie. So, no. But like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we, it's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna boast. But, no, uh, I get it, bro. I just, I, it's just, I just feel like it was effective. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that many people, like, on their first show, got those numbers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yo, that's when you start to get involved in, especially creative ventures, like, or anything where you need people to come or people to follow it to fuck with it. You really appreciate, like, if it's a few that do come, that's big, you know? It's not easy to get anyone to... Bro, even for free, it's hard to get people to come out. So to be able to get 60 people is huge, you know? And I don't think people understand how many that actually is. That's hard, yeah, for a first event. like First event? That's crazy. People, how many people, like, get first event? Like, that's our first formal event. Like Yeah. You know? Bro, most people can't name 60 people. To get 60 people to come to a show is nuts, first time. But, yo, I want to take a step back real quick. So after you were in law school yeah. and you decide to get deeper into music, what did that lead to? Like you came back home and started playing an instrument. You started hitting mad people up. What was that actually like for you? <laughs> COVID hit. So it was just like uh, I thought that was like, oh, fuck. But I thought that was a good thing. because So COVID gave me a lot of money. 
So I, the first thing I did was um, learn a bunch of shit. Like, I started, <laughs> so I started off with production, though. Okay. And I realized I'm not good at that. And then <laughs> I still do production, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. I'm not, not, not that good at it. Um, but I, and I thought, like, okay, cool. What's something that's, like, more analytical and, like, I could use that side of my brain, right? Because I am good at that. So I thought audio engineering. But then it was just, like, and I did get good at it. It was just not fast enough. And I realized that, like, any time I needed to engineer something, it would take me days. And that's because I was just, like, way too, like, like, you know, like, picky at it. And it, I just get lost in it. So I needed something I was going to be. And on top of that, like, I even started, I, like, I met Val through actually mixing him for the first time, right? He didn't like it. And then, um, cause, but he wanted, like, a whole creative kind of mix thing, right? So I'm like, all right, well, fuck, like, what am I supposed to do now? And then I, I realized that, like, all right, well, what skills do I have now that, like, I that I'm already good at, so I don't really have to think. And I realized, okay, I'm good at, like, analytical stuff because of law, and I'm good at problem solving, and I'm good at um, also have, like, I like to think I'm pretty good at, like, emotional, like, stuff just because, like, you know, like, you know, I kind of, like, like, uh, like I tried to, like, in, ter- in terms of, like, communication and stuff like that, yeah. right? Like, that was something I was really bad at as a kid, you know, young. And I, I spent, like, a lot of money and time and books and reading just to get really good at it. I went through a lot of therapy too, so did that, and I thought like my communication skills weren't that bad. So yeah, I tried. I thought okay, management, because I also because I I got in so many different avenues. Right. I knew a little bit of each, so you know what I mean. And then I thought like okay, cool. What I need something though that's going to certify me as something like. So I went to. I also enrolled myself at a school for entertainment management at the same time. Did that. Um, which was a waste of money and time. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I met a lot. Of, I met. I met. I met a couple people that were worth millions to me though, because um, very good musicians. Um, Lamar, um, very good producer. Shout uh, out Lamar. Prod L, uh, Living. Yes, yeah, so we did that. Uh, and then uh, management was the spot for me. I started to realize how easy it was to to do well with with Vile. Um, cool thing about Vile too is that um, trusted a lot of the ideas. Like my ideas, like. Because I, I also re- read a lot about, like, you know, I, I studied a lot of business textbooks for my sister. Right. My sister went to business school, so I just took her, um, like, her university textbooks and just went at them, like, for months. And then uh, I b- bought a bunch of books and did a bunch of courses on marketing and, and, and management um, while I was doing that. And then I got the hang of it, and I started to see, like, business for what it really is, which is, it's not this complicated. It's It's literally... You're trying to find out, you're trying to create something that solves a really, really big problem for people that they have not that much access to, right? And you also have to get good at communicating that, that value to them, right? Um, and, and also, it's also being good at organizing that process. That's what business is, essentially. You know, like, and you do that all the time with, with friendships. You do it with dating. And I found, like, the patterns and all that. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this isn't, like, that complicated. Right. And then I was like, well, Vile. I'm like, all right, cool. How do we make sure that your shit's adding value to people, like, beyond just entertainment? And we're like, we'll, we'll pick the people that are more likely to listen to you, which are artists, because they're kind of already in that whole thing, right? Right. And we're going to, well, what's something that they kind of want to, you know, will make them really valuable for them right beyond entertainment well, what if we just ins- teach them how to do shit like inspire you know inspire creativity out of them you know and we did shows i always made sure that the shows were very, very elaborate like we brought the bedroom over like see why we did that bedroom documentary 
we brought the bedroom over to the venue. Love that. Yeah, we did we did the whole we did commercials where we brought the bedroom over to a field, and it was like a drone <laughs> shot, and it was playing while the show was going on. And we brought like we took songs that you couldn't imagine being rock songs. We we we, we turned to brought like live bands for a hip hop performance at the time when no at that venue. We, you know objects yeah no one wanted to do that yet you know we, you know i think i think so i haven't seen that at first like right i don't remember anybody hip-hop acts at least doing that so we did that at that venue and uh it really after we and we also got shirts and we just threw them into the crowd while they're and we Smart. we also used the venue like almost on a, like all of it as opposed to just the stage right so we even like I found ways like there was this is one little balcony area and we found like how we could take them up there and create a moment that people were going to take Sick. videos of you know and it's almost like he kind of was like and it did work because people in, after we did that show every, everybody shared it with all their friends and they, i saw that show even though i wasn't even there and after that day like um and leading up with all the content they just saw how everything pieced together and then after that 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 moment like things really changed. I started going to that same venue and hearing like people talk, that's Valenberg, that's Valenberg, that's Valenberg, and whispering to each other. Yeah. And I knew like, okay, now we did something. And then uh, it's funny because we were invisible before. <laughs> and then, uh, you created a buzz for yourself. Created the buzz. And I learned that like, and I asked people after, why'd you like that? And they said, because I didn't know we could do that. And that was the response. Like, I didn't know. And then, and then I realized, and then, then, start asking more people to confirm that and that was the same response it inspired like i and then you, you, we got to see other people kind of do that with their shows now right. like i'm like so I'm like, cool so that's how we're adding value and we're kind of teaching them how to spice up their shows very cool and is that on is that on youtube the the documentary no you know get, uh, what the documentary yeah oh no the documentary's on, on the documentary page. this was a one-time show the one-time show i wish we had recorded we it was supposed to be recorded but the venue like they usually record these shows and for some reason the day of our show like it was just, <laughs> like, always happens i think that's the new it's not even a new thing but that's going to be super valuable recording everything like just having everything as for content exactly bro that's, that's the product that's the product your show so you did that first show and you were pretty you're pretty excited by that to say the least with the first show uh, which show that, the object show the object show yeah uh, we also use the object show as promo like like i never thought that the object show was going to be like you know, the show that we make the money off i never i don't believe that uh, like artists should if you're not if you're not paying for the venue it's, don't consider it like that expect much out of it right right like you know so like i, I use the object show for promo for the for our show you know because it was they were going to give us an audience that we don't have to got you, you. We go off their brand and we take you know you're maxing out that situation and we also made sure that um we you, we featured strategically so if we needed like you know like there we made if we needed the female audience in that sense right we made sure we picked somebody that was really really like you know um well to be fair actually that's that was an accident but i learned from it okay so that so so I, we we did that after right so yeah, you know, because like, I remember we, after after that. So basically, there was this one girl that she had like a lot of, um, she, uh, yeah, it was Belisi. She's the only feature on the album, right? Uh, that that was a female. I see her um, on Instagram yeah, too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So basically, like when we featured with her, we realized Val is like female, pr like like 
attendance like you know like like they start because the Belize has a, a you know a female audience yep. primarily and then we're like oh shit so that's how it works you know and then we realize if you f- we we can use our features strategically now right it's like it's like and then we're like cool so if now if we want to do hop into different people's audiences you know we just have to do the features and make sure it comes out right and you know we make the song also cater to that particular type of people right, right. so yeah Dipping into other audiences, growing the fan base organically. That's the only way. That's I agree. the only way as, as a local, because like your music really has like the most sub- subjective value. And I, I feel like if I was to ever go to a local, like Toronto downtown, and be like, yo, um, I'll pay you $3 to listen to the song in full, or I'll give you a Kit Kat to not listen to it. Most people would pick the Kit Kat. Yeah. You know? Real and that's, that's the value of your music. Like, and it is. You have to prove that value to people yes. through a brand. Right. Very true, bro. I love that. So are you officially Valmerk's manager? I stopped because I wanted to go into, uh, I like Valmerk was very good for like teaching in that sense. And um, obviously bills kind of came in and uh, you can't live off one artist. Um, I saw so what I started doing was I, I wanted to create like a way to do it for and, and I, I came up with this branding consultation thing okay where you know I take what I learned off island because I'll be able to apply it to think um it's also a lot less hands-on for me but like it's all but like I help artists kind of like formulate the plan which is really important you know what I mean so right like one of the things I first start off is like fig- coming up with your actual brand what is what are you actually providing for people and we write and make sure that like this is what your purpose is. And then what I also do is, like, show you, like, so once we come up with the brand and, you know, we write it down, we make sure it's, like, on paper, then I take all their content and ev- all everybody else's content, like, their competitors' content, and we just look at it and be like, okay, cool, this thing that you posted, is it on brand or off brand? And if it is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is it communicating that brand? And they realize, oh, it's 5, 4, oh, shit, so I'm not really communicating that brand properly. And then we go beyond just content, now it's communicating, now clothing what are you what are you wearing that's conveying that outfit your outfit how how on brand is it scale of one to ten. Oh shit it's not that you know with vile too they used to put them in the blue suit baby blue suit it was it was it was like because the whole thing's creativity right down right. to the outfit you know um you're like an underground consultant no no one's also kind of again nobody wants to enter this i also talked to very smart it, I figured like, I'd come up with this shit, you know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. I, like, I, I, like, but it was hard. Like, um, and, and the cool thing about this too is that all the other, all these other marketing agencies, right? They're finessing people because it's like, they're treating you as if music is this different. It's, it's always going to be a business. Things are, things are always a business and standard business rules will apply. You have to add value. Right value and it's not entertainment and it's not this okay movement but well how do i so this this movement thing people only trust you if you've actually changed one person's life right yeah so whatever values you have try to apply it and actually change one person's life and make sure that you document that one person's all you have to change one person's life right before you try to change the world right if you can't do one person then what are you doing all right yeah and dedicate yourself to one person and after that dedicate yourself to three four and then people will start noticing that and then you're actually doing the move you know what i mean that movement as opposed yes. to just like worship me 
like, like you know what i mean like, yes and you're 100 percent right that movement can't be fabricated like it has to be done you need a reputation of yes. people seeing you like literally like oh shit i've seen him literally go and take people and 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 and, and, and you know yeah he's bro. not doing it for the cameras and then the people talk about that because like if you don't like if you don't like inauthenticity right like with major celebrities you will not love it with a local person that you already don't Fuck want no. to praise right like like real shit like i actually met you at the zargo show shout out zargo legend and zargo's the mu- reason why i met val merck see bro it's it's connections and that's a underground event that's a toronto event but people there were all kind of in the same facet like trying to build what they're trying to build but supporting each other like and i thought that was so valuable because it's like if you're at the zargo show i understand what you're trying to do you know you're trying i understand kind of where your headspace is well zargo zargo is somewhat special to me because like zargo was i remember, I, I didn't have my first like was on my lonely phase like like Zargo was the first person in the industry that i think i met cool ass um, guy bro one cool of the nicest guy. guys I, ever i had no pictures and no profile pic and i just said can i hang can can you know because i wanted to have peers right i didn't know how to like kind of network yet so i just i went and just asked him yo i know like i don't have any pictures or whatever up and stuff like that but can we can i come to a session and you know because I, I like your shit that's and cool as fuck did it and then after that we we met and anytime like i ever like you know he's always just been and that's why like no matter what stage i i, I need to have started those back like you know what Fact, I mean? like, same bro i agree cool guy. ass guy really good guy i love that you said that because yo you're you seem like a very like you don't live in denial you you by you you saying yeah I, I needed i didn't have any peers and i didn't know how to network like just to admit that to yourself is big because it's like okay i gotta do this to get to where i want to be i have to become good at this networking meeting people dealing with people so yo for you to just admit that i respect because i think a lot of people are sometimes in denial like oh i'm good at this even though oh i'm, I'm, down, I'm honest know. i'm honest way beyond like but i love like, that no, but like way too way too like much sometimes like 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 i sure. lose a lot of people because of it too like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but like it's because there's this book i read it's called radical honesty and i followed it to a t and it was like it was like say the thing you don't want to say the most to the person you don't want to say it to the most okay that's for, it's savage mode it kind of is but it's also like this it's almost like because that's who you are and True. like if you're sh- if you're hiding their, that information from them i mean like you're not giving them the right like information they need to make a good decision right and if yep. they do sit sit with you with the truth right well then they actually do care about you as opposed to like you know sometimes you might have dirty beliefs or whatever right? but everybody has fucked up beliefs right for somebody to be able to kind of hear to that and still like accept you I mean, that's love actually right like Facts. they're really rocking with you as a person even if you know, they're willing to pay a price to even sit with you and, and and that's you know really filters out a lot of fake relationships um i mean yeah so I've, I've, it's always been a good tool for me to kind of like see the truth it sucks sometimes but like i'm just i'm so used to grief that like it's I just kind of like i kind of know how to process it quick I get it. I get it. I think it's one of those things where it's painful but necessary, necessary. in a way. And it just you only, know? it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, too, I mean, if you kept something inauthentic, it's down to breakdown eventually and might as well now than later. A hundred percent. I like to use the analogy, like, if you're building a house with shit materials, foundation, yeah. foundation's fucked up, it's going to be gone. Yep. But if it's a strong foundation, it can withhold storms. It can withhold um, other shit. I'd rather know? lose it consciously when I'm ready for it. Then have it ripped from my feet. You exactly. Know, without my choice. 
exactly do you feel like going to law school gave you a bit of an edge in in what you're doing now because yo to go to law school for how it was how long sorry three years three years i went to i did paralegal actually so i have a bit of a taste of like what legal work is and it's very a lot of reading it's a lot of pretty dry shit at a time but you definitely learn a lot about people and you learn a lot about business law do you feel like that gave you a bit of a, a upper hand in kind of what you're doing right now sort of i mean like i kind of like like law school doesn't really teach like it teaches you what how the law operates and like i kind of learned my rights yeah kinda, even though like so i, I can understand i can predict the law without not necessarily fully but like you kind of get like understand like where the law is coming from the law's perspective and why it does it right and it's like it's like that's why sometimes I'll be hearing headlines and it sounds ridiculous, but sometimes there's probably a good cause for it, right? But always, most of the time, um, whether it's to protect democracy or whether it's to protect, you know, like, I guess something that everybody can't see now, but we can see it later. And, you know, yeah. there's always good reasons. And it's very hard to have, like, it's very rare, too, that I've seen, like, new bad law. It's usually old bad law, right? But... Anyway, anyways, but um, yeah, I kind of just learned like my rights, and so now I just became more confident when just knowing something's off. Yeah, and I know that like, all right, like even if this person's, I have still off, like you know. Exactly, like they're legally not allowed to do this, so I shouldn't even worry about it. That's real. Yeah, most eliminate some fear, some fear. Sorry. Yeah, no, like hundred, and then I also kind of learned that like. If you, I don't sound arrogant or anything like that. But Say it, bro. Very little time. Very little times I'm wrong. Like you know what I mean? Like, 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 like because, right. because, especially if I'm adamant about something, if I'm really adamant about something. Like, I always, always, always go to people and be like, "Yo, is this wrong? Wrong, wrong, wrong." Like, they can argue at me and come at me different points at it in that sense. And then even if there's, like, a slight hiccup, I'll, I'll adjust it in that sense. Like right. I always, like, thing. But if there's something that, I, like, I've double-checked and I'm, and we're in an argument and I'm still holding my ground on it, nah. Like, like you know, like, I'm, I'm very quick to actually let up and be like, all right, you know, if I'm not confident in it. But, yeah. No, that's real, man, because that confidence is really everything. If, yeah, yeah, If you is. move without the confidence, you're not, you know, it's not as strong. And people, I think, can tell, too. It's earned. It's earned. I think confidence is your ability to do something again. Facts. You did it once, you could do it again. You know you can do it again so you can lose it. So you don't mind if it's gone. Like, I mean, that's why I think girls like confident guys. It's like they know they have so much that they could afford to make a mistake, right? Or, you know, because they're very charismatic and they know how to add enough value to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to somebody that is very unsure you know because they don't know how much value they could provide and you know so this once in a lifetime thing it's like you know what i mean like um that's why they're very very guarded and cautious about every single move that they make because you know a bad decision is going to cost you know but yeah i think the ability to, to to know that you can mess up because you have so much in abundance is the actual confidence facts never panicking yeah real shit so falling brook where does that name come from my sh street uh the, you see yeah i thought like the place that kind of gave me all my bad memories I okay i could just use it for falling brook there's a baseball diamond in falling yeah brook. yeah man that was, I used that's to a play friend of my school there. okay yeah. i know where you're from though mississauga shit yeah. uh, that was my, my school and then um it was just the it was the place where i actually found like the teacher one of those i didn't go to falling brook school i went to uh, catholic school but um 
there was a it was on that street falling brook right? yeah um the teacher that got me into music was you know she was there and that she changed my life and yeah like in what way believing in you yeah like uh, like i was like i was always like the because i had adhd so i always had trouble like like always gone trouble always gone trouble um and she was the only person that like saw kind of through that and kind of understood but the thing is like nobody diagnosed me because like my grades weren't bad right so i just went under the radar so um so i just thought i was just a bad kid <laughs> you know what i mean right but i just yeah um so she kind of saw through it and then she kind of like you know would, would kind of like see what you know what i actually wanted to do with this energy and it was always in the creative shit and she always tried to she built me creative she kind of got me to see my creativity and you know she always highlighted it she was like, wow peter and she's like you know and she always played music you know and i always really liked it and if it was a song i really liked i feel like she'd always try to put it on i don't know like it was like the only time anybody's ever done that for me shout out to your teacher bro she was good. what's her name Ms. hansberger Ms. hansberger yo i love that man because you can really make an impact on someone's yeah, life because no teacher liked me like no i've, I've always had bad te- you know they never liked me and this was like, this one person i this one person actually liked me. I love that man, and you know what? You know what's like? It's like it reminds you when you're older too. Like if you see a kid maybe going down a path, or 100%. you see potential in them, it reminds you like someone was there for me. Real shit. Very important. It's tough. Yeah. I love that, bro. So, um, following Brooke, as of right now someone can just hit you and be like can you help me with building a brand or what's what's your how does someone get in touch with you to, to link up like how do you look for people or do people hit you what's what's that look like for sometimes you people, which is funny because like you know, some people sometimes people hit me up um right now um making content so that i am kind of more aware my instagram does not look like i, I do branding I, you know um so yeah, like um, when I was primarily working on Vile, that people really did see it. And yeah. Like so, I got a lot of requests, but I was only exclusively on Vile at that time, right? So I wasn't gonna take anybody. So I had to let them say no, not to say no. But I don't know. I, I kind of um, went and created like a consultation thing. It's pretty cheap too right now, just because I'm still building it. And um, so I'm gonna I'm doing fifty a session, which is pretty. Okay. You know, I'd like to get to fifty an hour eventually. Fifty a session for now. And um, I'm trying to make sure that, like, you know, like, every single time there's something that there's a deliverable that is, you know, actionable. You know what I mean? Like, and right. I also like to be able to set goals and then, give, like, again, like, I, I think it's also beyond marketing, too, because I, I try to show people how to keep track of their clients. Right. So, like, you need to keep track of the people that bought from you and, put, like, texted you and showed interest in you. And make this list of people and even label them and, and, and what they even do, you know, and try to grab as much information as possible. Because when you're trying to sell something, you know, you go in order of customers thing. So I give I show people how to do that. I also show people how to budget. And by budget also means like, all right, so if I'm spending this much, how much do I expect to get out of that? And if there's no dollar amount, then leave it because it's not a good idea. Every every idea you spend has to buy you something, and and it has to actually buy you a tangible number. So if you're even doing it for brand awareness, I want fifty or sixty people on this list, on this list, not just like you know brand awareness, right? No, and it's on a particular list, and that's what you're buying. Right. Um, and if you if, if if it's not for brand awareness, it's to sell a show. I'm trying to sell sixty tickets 
all right? And that's your goals. And then if you didn't hit your goals, you figure out why. And you go, then that why is your weakness, and that's how you grow. But, you know, I see a lot of people just making shit and just like, oh, up in the air. Let's yeah. See what happens. You're breaking everything down, and I think simplifying it to its most basic, which is super, super crucial, man. I'd, you're giving me ideas right now. Because yeah. it's like, yo, when you look at the whole picture, it can be a little overwhelming. But if you break everything down, what do you want from this? What do you want from this? What can you provide for this? It, it makes things doable. And she gradual. Because, like, gradual. it's like, it's, it's like uh, you know, if nobody's ever had a show before, I say 20 people. All right, get 20 people. And that could even just be hang, taking up to dinner enough to where, you know, and you have enough to where they actually like you, enough to actually show up as a homie. Yep. Right? But that's but that's marketing. I mean, it worked. Exactly. It was way more effective than the stupid music video for 600 bucks, right? Yep. Like, like you Who's got 20 coming? people to the exactly. show. Right? Like, it doesn't have to be the, these traditional forms of thing. You just need to get, if your goal is 20 people at this thing, do whatever it takes to get 20 people at the thing. That's it. If you can take, if you can turn one dollar into two dollars, you can turn two into four. Because you know what's the silliest thing too? It's like people don't realize this. When you go and you make a music video, when you go from, because let's just say a music video costed you six hundred or seven hundred bucks, right? On YouTube, it takes about three hundred thousand. YouTube's a bit more generous. It's three hundred thousand, right? Let's just say you start off with three hundred views, and the progress you got moved from three hundred to a thousand. That really motivates people to go again. Fam, you spent $600 and you did not even scratch your overhead, right? Why are you going after this method? And, 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 and let's just say it takes 10 music videos or 15 music. That's, ten, well, let's just say each music video is 1000 bucks, right? Maybe like what? Like, so $15,000 possibly, right? Just to make your original $1,000 back. And that's if it, that, that never happens. Like, like, you know, people, I've seen people, I will never, you know, so it's like, it's like, I could use fifteen thousand dollars and make you know like 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 I do way more to grab that money back. Right? Yes. Like, and yeah, you're right, bro. You mentioned earlier like music. We try to overfuck it, like overcomplicate it. It's a business too, so the music is the music, but the business has to be on point. Music is like you have a better chance make selling making your zucchinis right world famous than Fast. it is your music like literally because your music at least zucchinis actually have value like 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 yeah i mean like if you go offer to a person and like you know who's hungry right would you rather hear my song or would you rather eat a zucchini fucking i'd want to have a zucchini right yeah. it doesn't take much convincing yeah right like mu music if anything needs the most business skills as opposed to the least that's why it's you know um and and, and if you really want it and you'll do it, you know, you'll, you'll learn it. You know, if you don't want to learn it, congratulations. You're just literally spending money on nothing. Like, literally spending money on nothing. You might as well give me the money, like, to be fair. Like, Real shit. Yo, yeah. Oh, that's that honesty that I think is valuable, man. Because, yo, if some, if an artist is listening to this, maybe they, maybe they feel like, oh, fuck, he's, it's sounding like what I'm doing. But, oh, shit, I see what he means. Maybe I can do something to... Like it doesn't to have to be this. traditional methods. Yeah, you can try to convince twenty people and use five hundred dollars to convince them. Yeah, what do you have to do to convince them to come to this show? Come up with that. That's all you have to do. Twenty people. Instead, if you think of the world, you start doing these tactics that aim at the world, right? But it might be as simple as dinner. It might be as simple as like you know taking them, paying like you know to do a session with them and that. And so most people that showed up to Val's events and actually like always consistently were people that we worked with and you know we brought them into our videos and we incorporated Absolutely. into the things. 
They were part of the work. Absolutely. We helped them. Absolutely. You got to give to receive. To receive. Did you ever watch Entourage? Nah, but it's like, uh, they have like a UK version, don't they? They might, but the the show is basically a movie star and his his crew, his entourage, yeah. and they're just running around Hollywood. And um, one of the characters, he had a rapper that he discovered, and the rapper was trying to blow, and he had talent, and they threw a show for him. And they were expecting, like, Dr. Dre to go, Snoop Dogg to go, because it was in L.A., like, he was getting a buzz. And they didn't show up, but a lot of people showed up, and the rapper was really upset. And his manager's like, listen, I know you wanted Dr. Dre here, but look, there's people. There's people here. People showed up. They fucked with it, you know? And I always, I, even when I was young and I watched that, I'm like, that's a fucking great point, bro. Because, like, to your point, if you have 20, that's, to me, big. Because the next one, going to have some more. Well, like, the point is to aim for the thousand. Like, there's actually, like, a, I was reading this, and they said, like, it's like so the way things in a, in a business start it's like it's almost like a bell curve mm -hmm. right so it starts off and you know you're like you introduce the idea and then you have the early buyers and they're the people who are the probably the most highest in open-mindedness right and these are the people that when the iphone came out they're like way before before everybody they're like the hipsters yeah right? before everybody so the hardest thing to do is to convince so there's like this waiting period between when you first introduce the, the idea before it was like a it's like the first 15 no 13 percent third you need 13 percent people like of like you know to kind of fuck with the idea right and once it hits like that 13 it's almost like a like a tipping point and it just kind of goes and explodes yeah right and it's and it's, i remember like it was it was like this the guy kept saying like oh it's not 10 percent it's 13 like no matter what that three percent is probably the hardest to get and i see that as the first thousand people Right, you convince a thousand people to see your value, and then other people are gonna know this that there's a thousand people, and then they're gonna get it, right? Building that trust, man. People need to see that. A lot of people don't want, like their example when Bao went up to the balcony or whatever. Like a lot of people think it's cool, but they don't want to be the only one doing it do or it. the first one to do it, because it does take balls. Because a lot of time you might get some shit for doing that. So a lot of people need to see that. Oh, there is a following here. Now let me take a look at what this guy's doing. That's very true. And I know you can't blame anyone for that because I think we're, as consumers, we're consumers, bro. At the end of the day, we, we look at Yelp reviews. You don't really want to go to a place that has one review or no reviews, you know? Yeah. I mean, you want to like, have like, a little more knowledge. I think I think it's because, this is my justification, I think your brain should conserve as much energy as possible. So giving something an open mind is expensive. And we try to go for reputation because it's like you, you did all the vetting for us. Yeah. Right? It's got to um, be good. It is, it's got to be good if, if, if a lot of people like you, especially people that like what I like. Right. right. Um, that's why open-mindedness is really, like, like you know, rare because it's expensive on the, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, that's why, like, with, you know, um, so most people buy on the subconscious level. They're not really looking at the. So when people come up with these, you know, like these messages and all these different things, and they say, "Oh, I'm just seeing the messages," and I says, but "Yeah, but people aren't really. They're not using that part of their brain when they, you know, they they won't because that that part of the brain is way too costly, right? They, so they're, they're, you're relying on subconscious. Why do you think sex sells the easiest? Because it's all subconscious stuff yeah. and and violence. You know, all these different things. They're they're very quick to grab your subconscious. This is attention. Um, so when people have like, oh, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I preach about positivity. Good luck, because you know, like, that's really hard on the brain. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. only like conscious rapper when they're well, conscious rappers or conscious musicians when they're famous. 
before that, it's like, good luck. You know what I mean? Like, 100% agree. They're corny because it's like, well, they're only corny because they're, they're expensive on the brain. It's like literally like having a textbook. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's fucking hilarious, man. Like, the quality's got to be great, but the, everything else has to be great, too. The, like the, the the mission like the like the, the thing that is like you know you gotta make sure everybody's on the same mission like we're all, all after the same goal and it's an emotional goal it's like this goal that's like you know for me my goal my mission statement is it's the thing that gets me out of bed it's like I don't I, I aim I aim to I, my service is for artists that bet their life on music and want will do anything to make a living off of it in that sense right and what my goal is to make that living tangible and that's like you know like like literally simplify the business so that like it's doable as opposed to you know just that's that's what my thing is it's like and but that's that's what gets me together but for me personally without so even without clients i will i'm literally my goal in life is to make a living in music that is actually sustainable a living like you know so i have a business in music beautiful bro it's you mentioned earlier like you had that dream of being in music now you're working on that dream as corny as it sounds that's something i've learned through doing this like a dream is awesome like wanting to get somewhere is awesome but the work has to be put in and the right things have to be done mistakes will be made but we got to make these right decisions and can i just pay like pay the price for not like you know like it's just like well, it's just like also like investing kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, you have to. You gotta do it. That's man. what I was about to say. I was really impressed by the fact that you spent money on this like every month. Appreciate like, it, bro. No, like three hundred before everything kind of blows off. Yeah, hundred percent. Yo, I because I, I had to have that conversation with myself. Like, if I want to do this, 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 and this, first I need a place that people can actually come to. Like first and foremost, from there we could work on something else. You know, but I, I think that was my like first stage of like no like this has to be good even microphones like one of my buddies who had a lot of audio history he's like yo your audio is not as not good enough like it needs to be upgraded and yo it didn't even hurt me because i'm like yo he's just right you know you you actually want yeah like there's certain things where it's like no how can you want this and then not actually do the things to fucking add to that you know like nuts i i I made content like a couple weeks like weeks ago and I know, like, I already, already see the mistakes in it before it's even out. And, like, like, if, like, I would want, like, I'd be hurt if nobody called me out on that. You right. Because I mean? it'd be like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's like, you know, I want people to always kind of like, you know, oh, you should have, you know, you should have you stopped mumbling here. And, you, sh- you know, you should have came a bit more prepared and all these different things. And, you know, um, having people that are willing to actually give you constructive criticism. Yeah. Sounds corny, but like, yeah. No, it's not corny at all, man, because I really, going back to what you said at the beginning of the interview, where you needed friends that were kind of on a similar path. path, it's so crucial, bro. Yeah. I, I had a similar journey, man, and I felt a similar way of like, wow, I don't really have a lot of friends anymore, yeah, you know, but it's a, it turned out to be a blessing. so much man. better, man. Very much Fuck so. You. you. know, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck literally. Yeah. Yo, going like going to that Zargo show and having all those cool ass people Sweetheart, there. Yeah. Uh, shout out all the guys for Asses Sport, Heli, like all these yeah, cool Heli, ass yeah. guys. And it, that was like a reminder of me, like me meeting you there. That was a reminder for me, like, yo, keep doing this. Like, be understanding no, I think of you what will. you're I trying think you, to do. I think, I think you have, um, you have, you have something. 
because it's like I mean you make you seeing you a bunch of times right like like there you go bro <laughs> gotta get it tired of this face I'm happy I no I think and I think you should keep every I, I like I like it's gonna be iconic, almost like this office space vibe. Like it's it's gonna be its thing. Like you know what I mean? Like I think. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. My dog. So, Fallingbrook music. Would you get into other forms of entertainment too? Like if let's say someone wants to act, but they really appreciate how you've worked with other artists. You don't know much about acting, but you understand business. Would you be open to yeah, working with someone like that? I think I think like. Like, I'm not selling music. I'm selling influence. I agree. I agree. I think, he, like, Jay-Z became a sports agent. Yeah. yeah. He negotiated music, for, uh, deals with his music. Yeah. Same shit. Same, th- same thing. I, I think with, uh, I could, do, I could sell, like, 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 I mean, the pod, like, the podcast would just, or just even, I, I used to work with a studio, actually, right? Like, nice. And, and, you know, we, we came up with pretty cool ideas for things. Um, Once but, you unlock that first thing, and you know you can do it opens up a lot of potential yeah uh, to be fair it's kind of like, i see this all as dating okay explain walk into a room you want somebody to see you and kind of just know what you're you know like but you want them to kind of know so imagine right like i'm i'm a creative and i have like a really creative outfit on yeah but that'll get grab her attention she can kind of see that right and right. she might not you know know me in that sense but cool um and then, you know, might even, you know, how do I, how do I think? How do I, this is like dating. Cause I always had these conversations. It's like this, right? Like you ever know somebody's watching you and you haven't really had a conversation and no, that's not, but just like, imagine, <laughs> I think I get what you're you, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like yeah. you make the eye contact, right? You that's brand that. She's aware, she's aware yes. of you, right? And after that you go and you kind of like, um, um, you, you, you have the initial conversation, you, you know, that's where your first impression and, and then, yep. you know, where she kind of feels what you're about. And then you ask for the thing, you ask for a, a number or Instagram. Cool. That's how, that's like asking for a follow or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then, um, finally, right now it's a matter of how interested was she enough to engage, right? Cause you get a bunch of followers, but not everybody's going to comment on it and that, right. So you kind of do this, you don't, you know, you don't immediately be like, hey, fuck me, <laughs> you know? You go, you kind of just, let's go on a date in a bit in that sense, right? And you kind of just test to see where things are at, right? And, and, and to see how interested this person is, right? Sales pipeline. It is a sales pipeline, right? And then, you know, you kind of also, to not get hurt by a lot, you know, every single interaction, mostly invest, right? You kind of understand that for every 10 people, right? Six of them will not be interested. Three of them will be not yet. And then one of them will be ready. And then you kind of just go in with that odds mentality and be like, all right, so it's the numbers game, isn't it? And then all the fucking numbers game. And then you, you go up and you just, uh, for the ones that aren't ready, you just follow up a little bit here and there. But the phones that are close. And then that's, that's what it is with marketing. It's kind of just like um, going to as many people as possible and pitching your idea and seeing how, you know. That's exactly what it is. That's literally exactly what it is. And, yeah. You can't just go for one. Yeah, no, you you're can't. You're killing you'll, your yeah, odds. You kill your odds, and and, and, <laughs> and it's a very low odds. It's ten percent that somebody's actually going to be there. Why would you bet your whole thing on ten percent? Your self esteem on ten percent? No, you got to spread out. You have to. And then the ones that aren't, there might be people that might be interested, but just a bit more, you know, like time. So you just keep them there, and you feed them content, information, follow up, you know, but you still exactly, bro. We can't be mad at someone if they are not ready, because we're not ready all the time either. It's, it's human shit. 
let's keep moving though that's the thing you nailed it bro like a lot of people will just have their eyes set on one thing don't get it then they're frozen or they stop you can't do that like that could be your main target but keep running around you also funnel most of it just in business right you funnel most of your attention and energy on the people that are buying from you as opposed to the people that aren't right you give low investment kind of you know just to keep it yes in that feelers. Sense, right? but you want that customer loyalty right so that they come back and they also tell their friends facts and, you know what i mean like that's why you kind of have to it's also making sure that you're giving to the people that have the highest value i know where your bread is buttered very well said bro how are you feeling about the toronto scene right now you pulling up to events this and that yeah it's my it's the thing it's the game isn't it? Um, enjoy do you enjoy it as a like a person or are you there for a business or I'm hybrid business. okay I don't, a lot of these shows are boring and they're boring because like i don't i think it's just like i don't think anybody actually comes with the show i think they don't have a definite set right like like you know why, why isn't there a set? Why isn't there a consistent show that's over and repeatable? Right. right. And, you know, you come up with this idea and you, you say, hey, how often can I repeat this that it's slowly be entertaining? You know, not that's not a show. It's just like you're just coming in doing an open mic, you know, and you're just getting 40 bucks out of it, you know. And, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's and I've already seen you, like, last week. You're not going to, you know, it's yeah. the same song next week, right? Like, um mm. That's a great way to look at it. It is. It's not a show. It's not a show. They're not and they because they they're aiming at the music being sold, right. not the show. Why? You make more money. Let me ask you this: you, What your favorite artist in the like ever? You don't have to take that, but like, give me a, a name. Let's just say Max B. Max B. For Montana. All right. Yes, sir. Um, la, how much money have you spent on Max B? Not that much. Not that much. Yeah. Most people say zero. How much people? How much money have you spent on local artist shows? more much because more. shows you spend more money on the show Facts. that's so we've always spent money on shows and merchandise so that should be the thing we focus on for all our all our marketing you know not the music man. yo you're breaking things down man i'm i like how you i like how you communicate that it's so true it's as simple as you can put it and simple is the best for massive artists we can they're you know, they're massive enough to where we hear them in Toronto and they're across the world, right? That's how big they are. Yeah. So they can afford to kind of allocate a little bit of money for, a t you know, for streams, you know. Yeah, or a crazy video or whatever. In that sense, right? But we are literally not at that level. We are, we are just at the community. We need money to survive. A, a successful business is like, at least you need, in order to be a viable business, not even successful, just viable. You need to make three times more, right, than you're spending. Most people are not even making, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, man. And that's it's not, not easy happening. to do. It's not viable. Viable no. means, like, just the, the bare minimum to keep alive. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Like, you, no one's keeping track of the money. And, and, uh, and by money, we're talking about, like, the money you're making back. Yeah. Like, you know? When you deal with artists, do you talk, it's new artists, do you tell them straight up, like, listen, we're probably not going to make a dollar for this time period. We got to focus on getting product out there, getting your name out there. Is that a conversation yeah, 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 no, you I have? Tell them, I tell them I, from the beginning, it's not music. I will never sell your music. I will sell your product. I will never. The only way I'll ever sell your music is if I'm selling physicals. I will not sell your music because it doesn't make fuck all. Like, I will not right. sell streams. And through your experience with the artists that you've worked with, how do you feel... Do you give them a timeline of like, if we do this, this, and this, I think we can make some money at 
six months down the road or is it each situation just kind of you got to start and then go from there depends on where where they're at sort of like um, some people if they're already doing shows then we can do that because they've already and it depends on how organized they are with their client list it's like you know most of them don't have client lists. So how am I supposed to sell when you don't even know who your customers are, right? And for a, an, um, an art, a rapper, an artist, what would a client list be? Like people that have come to your show? And, you bought, rem- and you've kept track of every, you kept, you literally have like a customer list, like every Smart. business does, right? Most people won't do that. Or at least an email list, right? Like at least some list of people that showed interest. Right. Right? So that we can know where to start, who to talk to. If you don't have that, then I have to start you from scratch. Because we don't know how big your brand is. We don't know how big, you, you know. I can't yeah. look at your following because, I, I mean, I've seen people with, like, 12, 13K followers, but then 50 comments. Vile Merck has, what, 1,000 followers. He gets 50 comments. But they're all genuine followers. Yes. Oh, my God. All right? Like, Huge. So, and it's consistent, too, sometimes. Right? So, the, your following doesn't mean fuck all to me. Um love that you said that bro yeah no i only like the followers too that we got we got them at shows we got them at people that we met and they were they got us like knowing our brand not just off random yes they knew our brand and they knew what we were about so that they're valuable because of that 100 percent agree bro i i just I fucking find it hilarious that people have like a million or even like 50k followers and get no comments or really no one knows who the fuck they are like it looks embarrassing it's bro metric yeah, no, yeah. if anything, it's, it's worse. You're it's engaged terrible. In, yeah. Shit. It's terrible. No, I like that you brought that up, bro. 100%. I mean, like, that's like half. It's got to be said. It's like, oh, I, st- I know 10,000, like 10,000, you know, people, but no one talks to me. I mean, that, yeah. that means you're a loser. Like, exactly. you know I mean? like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah. Real shit. So, yo, we're about an hour into the interview. Really? Time fucking flies. I want to ask you what anything you want to promote, anything you want to tell the people about Falling Brook, anything you want to talk about at all floor is yours right now i have an album let's I'm talk gonna, about it so the album is going to be even though i i do sometimes produce i'm not that like i started getting like slightly good but i'm not relying on my production on this album kind of doing like a whole dj Khaled kind of thing where i go. take my favorite producers and artists and you know and i kind of like create this community album all toronto all well yeah all toronto well, it's not, it, uh, yeah, for now. Mostly. Like, I know people from the UK that I started. Yeah, so I might just, I want I want to put them in. But I, I kind of want to, but primarily Toronto. Um, and primarily the same community. Yep. I'm not going outside that community. Um, so I, I want it to be almost like, I want to use artists in ways that, like, they usually wouldn't use them. And, I'll, like, again, I had, this, I had this one song that was, like, uh, with this girl named Jessie Vickery. She does, like, a whole Taylor Swift um, vibe, like, country folk singer kind right. of thing and you have a guy named top man miko he does like trap and then Sick. put them together and it came up pretty fire right um and um yeah no so i i wanted to do stuff like that where different artists different producers and um i want i also kind of liked i dabble in the writing too okay but i kind of make sure that the song every song is kind of consistently on this on the topic so that the album is still you know cohesive very cool yeah and um i think it's going to be an album that like will actually provide value because it's like we're not just going for music but with we're gonna sh- you know I, I plan to performances right and i plan to kind of also like 
it's like it's like we, we all have a reason to promote this one album, this one body of yes. work as opposed to our own separate things, right? So we can all pool our resources for this one thing that like, you know what I mean? They're all gonna share as opposed to like um you know, everybody for themselves, you know? Great idea. Um, and yeah, like on top of that, it would kind of they would also have my guidance for free and I also have a lot of I, I know quite a few people that are just really good at visual arts and, and production and you know, like like movie makers, like like quite literally, and um, and you know they they believe in me too, and so you know they get my resources too, like these artists. Um, you know, I I found a way that like like I only do things when everybody's incentivized. Yeah. You know, because that's the only way you can ensure like um, reliability. So I make sure everybody has a strong reason why they would do it, and yeah, I th- I think it's a good idea for an album. That's an excellent idea, bro. Do you have stuff done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Here? I'd love to hear some. How do I play it? Uh, that's a great question. Send it to me, and then we yeah. can pipe it into the. Yeah, yeah no, it's actually pretty fire. Um, th- I'll send you the one with snacks and un- unlisted negroes. Um, really, really fire. You know, you know both of them. No. No unlisted negroes. Just put me on. Fire, bro. Just put me on, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're I have one with them. You could get a taste of like the production and the this um the the, the vocals. Excellent. Um, and yo, that's sick because. We just saw it right now. I'd never heard of those artists. Yeah. People are gonna know one or two of the artists, maybe, and not know a few others. They're gonna get put on as well. Like, oh man, I see a lot of potential uh, for this. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I also, shit. I also pick people that are have some buzz too. Like, but yeah. not necessarily all the time. Not all yeah. the time, right? But like, um, I'd like to pick people that are pretty like like solid artists. Um, so if I do pick you, like. Like, you look, you fuck with them. Yeah, fuck with them. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not like that's another thing too. I find people do thing. things out of the politics, right? Like oh, you know, for sure. I would never put whack art. That's shit. Like you know what I mean? Like, no, I, like, like you gotta like their music, man. Yeah. For an album, the music is number one. I actually, cu- I lost a relationship because someone tried to put me with somebody that I didn't want to. Okay. Put, yeah, they wanted to, and I said, "Not nah, fuck you." And I'd rather lose the relationship than, um, than compromise my album. Good for you, bro. Yeah. I fuck with your vibe, man. You're, 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 uh, you got, I lost you too much already for music, bro. Like, 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 just keep, let's keep, let's keep going, as well. man. Like, you know, I mean, like, nah, bro, this is like something I'll, I'll cut anyone off for and I'll, I'll do anything. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that, you know, obviously with, with, with reason, I, I'm not, I'm not like, like this, this whole tip, you know, like, I, I, I try to reach a arrive at compromise. Yeah, always exactly. Arrive, always try to arrive at compromise. But when someone's like not budging on a core fundamental thing for me, and principles you need your principles yeah and also that's like trusting yourself too it's like you're you, you know sick, what you want <laughs> yeah, you know that. what you want man yeah. you know what you want what other people want if it's not what you want i don't think it works you know whatever yeah, it is far alone and it's like why not like there's always like i, I know the process of losing something it's like a grieving period at first and after that there's a there's a part where you're like oh you know like still trying to regroup and then after that you, you figure it out how to do it on your own and you always find something keep it moving bro very well said i love that yo as a person what's your what's your music that you like to listen to not even necessarily yeah yeah, no i'll I'll give you like a thing um a summary of like the types of artists that would do things so i'm like a mix between jay-z kanye frank ocean okay coldplay tame impala like um i'm starting to listen to a lot of rock uh like punk uh pop punk yeah so Gene Dawson's been a big artist for me lately. I like um, some psychedelic shit too, which is why I probably like Tame Impala. 
but yeah like um i just like no weird noises and like but also like like jazz sometimes i don't like saying i like everything but like i feel like i like there's potential to like a lot of shit there is but I feel, I, it's hip-hop mainly it is hip-hop because the rhythm of hip-hop right. that I, I really like um hip-hop and r&b um and then if so kanye would be a good like bridge between everything because i feel like he can tap into it, but he still makes it hip-hop yeah yeah how not you know i'll ask the tmz question how you feel about kanye late like in the news his public persona <laughs> not saying that's true anything but his perception lately how you felt about that i love kanye because kanye's always been somebody that when i was a kid like always said the things that i'd say to my friends and then they'd be like why are you saying that's weird and then when kanye said it, it was fine he just normalized my ideas and i think like um i don't think it was it's fair for people to kind of like he says some wild shit so, so it's hard to but like i i still think though it's it's, it's the, the the thing about kanye is that like i need to avoid this question just because it's <laughs> no it is, it is it's a he's a great example too of like sometimes i don't want to fucking avoid this question because i love it like <sighs> yo for me it's i'll pick and choose bro like i think right now for for a while at least people are very quick to paint someone as a villain or even a hero but I especially Kanye, Bill. that's all i'll say yo i fuck with him too because yo everything he says do i agree with no but name me one person in life that I agree with everything they say. I just also think the, the the bite back that he's receiving is way too drastic, considering, like, like I'll, I'll say this. When it comes to saying fuck white people, it's always fine. It's like, it's empowering yeah. to say fuck white people. But then if you say fuck anything else, this is not. It's like, that, do you not think, and Kanye got famous by saying fuck white people back when it was like in 2006, right? Yeah. You guys loved him for that. And then when he does it to like, I just find it that he lost everything, right? I think to a, to a, a, a group that is not that disadvantaged. Yeah, but, and the crazy thing to me with the specific, like the current situation he's dealing with is he didn't really say fuck you. He just had his opinion about... He's angry. Yeah. And, and he just wants somebody to empathize with him and say, you know, this is like, you know what I mean? And, you know, like, Kanye's always been sporadic. And, you know, it's like, it's like, cool, you love him when he's on your side. But then, you know, like... Exactly. And I just think that, like, it's oh, it's also people that have no ties to that group. Exactly. That are also more hurt about this. And, you know what I mean? It's It's like, it's like, it's like why are you know he has not he's not hurting you specifically that like you know what i mean like they've just got some anger that they need to get out well, i think it's white guilt something i think it's white guilt i think it's like it's like it's like you know uh, you know and i think that's because white guilt white guilt exists i don't know i hate getting political say it bro fuck it but say it's like it. it's it, i think it exists because we live in a world where it's like we're constantly saying fuck white people fuck white people fuck white people fuck white people right being programmed and, then, and now they're like in this world where it's like you know, I have to say something that's like, yeah, and I studied politics, like I studied, like, like, you know, like, like law. I know what, like, actual liberal law is and what, you know, um, like, so there's three types of law. There's uh, liberal law, there's paternalistic law, and there's um, uh, traditional law or like a no moralistic law, right? You do tr liberalistic law, which is, you know, liberalistic law is when the state can't interfere with you 
right? Unless you're interfering with somebody else. So that means it's like minimal state interference. Right. All right. Um, paternalistic law is when we have to stop you from doing something, even though you might not get it because you can't see the, the consequence of your actions, right? So we're, you know, like we don't care whether you get it or not. It's like seatbelts, for instance, right? Mm. It's like, why do I have to put seatbelts on? Because if you need to, when you don't and you get an accident, that's so expensive, you know what I mean? And it could be avoided if you just put your fucking seatbelt on, right? Yeah. That's paternalistic law. Uh, moralistic law is when it's like on society's values and more, you know, and it might not even be necessarily, it just depends on how society feels. So if we all think this is right, then it should be, you know, it should be a law, right? It doesn't really have to go on. It just depends on how majority feels, which is funny because that's like really like the thing that people thought conservatives were, right? But now it's almost like the, you know, like, like you know, we're doing, we're applying more moralistic laws on left values, right, as opposed to, and now I think that the conservatives are actually the liberals because they're saying, well, I'm not affecting you. Why are you getting in my exactly. way in that sense, right? Free speech. So it's almost like everything just went backwards. Like I studied it from a legal perspective, right? And I just think it's like now we're in a world where democracy doesn't really matter because it's like, it's like, well, if a group of people want something and, you know what I mean? And, you know, like uh, somebody who's not in this group says, no, that shouldn't be right because, you know, we the and it's almost like it's like demo their democracy doesn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, who, who gets? Why are you the ones that are more important? Now, because that's moralistic law, where it's like we're operating on your values as opposed to you know, um, you know, interference with with things and objectives, right? Um, I don't Real know. Free, free speech is something that you know, again, just like the truth, right? Like I, I I've met people that prioritize. Um, being nice over the truth but all that does is just create like like it's a credit card it's denial it's credit, bro it's a credit card right you know like what ends up happening is you max it up but then someone pays the bill later yes. and, and when it's time to pay the bill it's like oh fuck right like I mean that's why I think like so just pay the price now and just worry about you know as opposed to yeah it's a responsibility taking it now yes you're right bro you're gonna pay at some point it's gonna happen Fuck, man, I love a good political I shouldn't be scared of saying this shit. No, and that's But why because of the world, the way it is right now, I am terrified. And imagine that. Like, I'm not, I don't think I've said anything that, 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 that but, like, I, I just know. Like, that's what, you know. Bro, that's one of the reasons I started this shit, bro. Like, when I first started this podcast, it was very political, usually by myself. And the reason was, it's like, um, I can say this shit. If no one listens to it, I don't care, but I can say it because I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not um, doing anything really other than using my voice. And uh, I think more people got to We got to remember that, like, yo, we can't think of consequences that haven't happened yet. You know, like we can't fear what we're what consequences are going to come from what I say. Fuck it, man. Let's say it first. It's got to be said. We got too many people biting their tongue, I think. It's not that that's where I think it's not good. It can't we can't blame the crazy ass left. We got to blame ourselves for not speaking on it, not bro. Speaking on. We Kanye again, say what you want about him. He says what he wants to say. He, he'll never say, oh, I didn't get the chance to say this because I said it, you know, and I think we just need a little more of, yo, we don't need to say fuck you to any race. We don't need to say fuck you to any people. Just let people disagree. Let people disagree. There, there needs to, we and we gotta voice our opinions too, you know. It's like, and it's getting dangerous because it's like. Well, I, I think I don't think so anymore because I think the world's correcting itself. I think I Carter, think, so I think, I think Kanye, Kanye is the the martyr. 
unfortunately. He's, and he's been that many he's times. He's always been the martyr. But he, Kanye, if they're going to go back and they're going to realize that, like, it was fine. And then uh, the reason happens. why, too, the reason why, too, is I think, like, I have this, I have this theory about Kanye. Is that Kanye, Kanye goes to the, like, when something is super saturated, he just goes on the opposite end. So he was liberal when the world was conservative. So this was, this the yep. world was conservative after 9-11, right? So, you know, we needed, so... At that time, I think it was way too conservative. So we needed liberal, uh, like, like left, left values, right? We yeah. needed the left. I, I th- I've always believed in both sides, right? You like, need I, both. I, I, you need Coke need and both. Pepsi, bro. It's the far left and the far right are terrible. No. Right? So, you know, like, yeah, Kanye came in when the world was left, and he came in with left values. If you look at what he's doing, super self-expressed, all these different things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could do anything. And then, like, the world became far left, right? And he's like, all right, now I'm be- not- Then he started doing the gospel sh- stuff, right? Moving on to, you know, conservative, voting for Trump, all these right values, right? Because he kind of knew that this was saturated. And then you, you move on to a-, a market that feels like they- they're not represented. And he- I think he kind of knew that, like, I think it's always been a pattern where things saturated and they they kind of move on to the thing and he wanted to beat us to it yeah right and he did and he did beat us to it. he's always he, he saw this coming like ages ago and i think by the time we catch up with him he's gonna be the like yeah i think everything he lost will just come back like oh shit he was right the I whole agree. time i, agree. I don't think kanye's an idiot I don't think he's an idiot. People that say that, oh, no, no, no. I think this was all. I think he knows where we're gonna end up being. Like, look at this Andrew Tate stuff, right? At first, nobody wanted to to claim Andrew Tate. Now I'm starting to see a lot of people claim Andrew Tate. Bro, look at Trump. And Trump, in that sense, right? Again, like, 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 like the world is moving to the right politically. It is because it has to because anything to the far left. They, I mean, it's, it's communism. It's fucking. Oh you know my I mean? god, it, bro. It's just as bad as like fascism, right? Like so. You need it needs this balance, right? And I think the good thing about the West is that we're we find we we're smart enough to find that balance. hundred percent. So we're gonna go and we're gonna hit the far right until it becomes bad, and then we're gonna balance it out again. It's just always gonna be that way. Oh, and you're right, man. And history repeats itself. Yeah. There's examples throughout history where this is how essentially happened been, before. Yeah. I mean, you had the hippies at the at thing at, uh, after World War Two. Yeah. Right. And they, that's when it was far left again, and after that, it went to the right. Exactly. When, you know. Hundred percent, bro. Like, like, that's just the way things are. I mean, it's like economics. You always find the equilibrium. Exactly, exactly. Even now with uh, inflation and shit like that, I've read stuff where in the seventies they went through a very similar it'll, it'll situation. Correct itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's only it only doesn't correct itself when things get lazy and the systems get lazy in the sense of like, like you know. But I think when things change, like we're going through a transitional period where things are getting like chaotic, but. It's gonna. It's we're gonna hit a really nice point eventually. Where people yes. agree. One of the biggest transitional periods in a long time because we had a pandemic too, bro. Without the pandemic, shit was pretty crazy. Especially like the Trump years, just how wild people were with uh, hating him. Shit was crazy. Throw a pandemic in there, fucking Throw nuts. Pandem- yeah, I think it's um, crazy, bro. We went through some shit. I think, but I think it's it was like what we needed because it was I like too. correction. It was. Sh- because again, the far left, anything in extreme, with anything in extreme, is bad. Agreed. Right. And I always thought this. I always thought that the left was like the feminine, and the right was the masculine. Right. Left is again the left prioritizes like compassion, empathy. You know, putting other people before you in that sense. And, yeah. And, and and but then the right was almost very you know like it's me focused first. Um, yeah. You know, status. You know, uh, focus, aggression, all these different things. Right. And again, anything in extreme, too feminine too masculine you know it's funny enough funny enough right 
I'm not gonna say that. It's gonna get trouble. Let's <laughs> 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 not say that. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I always kind of thought that. But no, it's a good way to put it, bro. We need you need that balance. Any like you said it. Anything extreme is no good. And ev- anything drinking alcohol anything, extreme yeah. too ba- not good. I, Eating yeah. food extreme. I've always too, thought too not good. You could always have two opposite opinions and always be correct. It just depends on what you need more at that time of yes. Right. Yes, the scale's not always 50-50. Mm-hmm. Real shit, bro. I really fucking enjoyed this conversation, man. Nice is there anything else you'd want to bring up before we wrap it up? Anything at all? Oh, do you have a question? I got a lot, bro. I feel like I really... Yo, you know, I want to know something funny. When you were coming in here, I'm like, I'm interested to talk to this guy because I don't really know what, what he do. does exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think I got some clarity in that. And I learned, bro. So I appreciate you for coming on. Like, this is an awesome conversation for anyone trying to make it for themselves man make a dollar for themselves i think you gave some good real good uh, advice and starting points even for me i'm thinking of shit in my head right now you know what's like, crazy that's a good point you know what's crazy though is that this is also my first year like i came from i just started learning this shit i just wondered like all right well, what if i get a couple more years in this like oh man you know? a couple more years be a <laughs> monster fucking amazing okay no consistency <laughs> yeah. and time is experience yeah when you have that experience plus a good mind the more successful i get too at this is like the more i want to do it even more because like the result i just get data to the results right and i'm like i'm like shit like and then um yeah man, just you've done it already you got that it, taste well it kind of but it's not even like i mean I, like, it's not really that sick my, my results were whatever but like like could, well, can, in in retrospect to the world right but like it was cool because like I thought like I, I it's it was a gig- compared to my peers at this level I jumped yeah I did, I did the massive You're in jump this shit. but in in, in 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 the world nah but like to my peers yeah um yeah man you're like, keeping up yeah and it's my first year and people have been doing this for like years like trying to like, whatever you know they also have some of them also have decent like degrees and they still can't crack at it yeah and it's like I did it nah keep it up bro I like what you're doing I think we'll fucking be in touch for sure sure i could kind of yeah we should work together too i'm down man i'm down think of some ideas and put it into place i'd love to bro what's your ig it's falling brook music falling Falling brook Brook music Music. follow falling brook music you have a date ish for your uh group album or that too early to say i want to i want to release some shit like um the thing is i'm also kind of thinking about not putting my album on streaming because i I feel like it'd make more money that way. Okay. Like if it just put it on YouTube or no, nah, sell physicals. Sell. Like, like 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 if it was exclusive physicals. As like a piece of art. Kind of, but also like you hear it at a show and you really like it and you're like, and, let me buy it. And and on top, it's a community album. People just really want you know to, so they'll be really intrigued and very like, good idea. And there's money involved, right? Like very good idea. Fuck, that's good idea, bro. Yeah, just, I'll just keep coming up with them. We can we we can do something together for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yo, I appreciate you, man. This is a fucking awesome conversation. Falling Brook music. Shout out Falling Brook. Versatile Vigilante. Like, subscribe, comment. Got a lot of shit coming. Let's get it, man. 2023. Off to a good start. Let's go.